0: Welcome to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast, where your host and fellow nutritional therapy practitioner, Andrea Nordling, teaches you how to grow a sustainable, impactful, and consistently profitable health and wellness practice by following her proven formula. Welcome back to the Profitable Nutritionist Podcast. My friend, it is a beautiful morning that I am recording this podcast episode for you. So last week, I brought you up to speed on personal life things, which I don't do very often, but I let you know that I have county fair happenings going on in my life. What the heck does that mean? It means that my kids are both in 4-H, they're submitting 4-H projects, indoor projects, and then my daughter shows cattle this week with the county fair starting. If this means nothing to you, I totally understand because it didn't mean anything to me until I married into the family that I married into, and now it all makes a lot of sense to me. But if you are familiar with County Fair Week and 4-H and all of those things, then you know what I mean when I say today, my husband brought the kids in with all of their projects to go get judged, and it's quiet in my house. And we are at the end of the County Fair 4-H project Chaos (laughs) Chaos <laughs> that has been the last few weeks of our life. And I'm so excited about it. So I just had to share as I'm basking in the quiet and the peace that is in my house because these big projects are now done and everyone got in the truck and drove away with said projects and they're going to be gone for a few hours. So it's a beautiful thing in my life. Both kids, I think it's kind of funny. Like the Cobbler's kids have no shoes. The holistic nutritionist kids do all of the sugar things. So- each kid made a batch of fudge that they are submitting. They both made beef jerky. They have different recipes and different kinds of beef jerky that they made that they're submitting. Luke made a woodworking project. They both did woodworking projects. Luke's is a box. It's actually beautiful. It's a box where he had to he had to measure and cut the wood and he had to put it all together and he had to use lots of tools and there's lots of sanding and staining and all the things. It took him weeks to make this box. What is the box you ask? Well, it is a kit for making s'mores. <laughs> so every compartment of this box is perfectly sized for the components of s'mores like the chocolate and the graham crackers and the sticks that you roast them with and you know, the marshmallows and all of the things. And then Chloe made a beautiful, this also took her weeks, a beautiful butcher block cake stand that she turned on a lathe. And it's it's beautiful. And it's all about the cakes. So there were some other projects too. They did some crafts. They did some other really cool things. But I died just looking at <laughs> everything sitting on the table this morning and seeing it was basically all pastries and treats related because that's how that's how it goes and I just thought that I would share kind of funny so everyone's done with their 4-H projects they're all shipped off and I am here to tell you today about LinkedIn this is part one of a two-part episode because I have a lot to share about LinkedIn why are we back on LinkedIn if you are new to this podcast or perhaps just don't have my timeline of my business career tattooed on the inside of your forearm to reference at any moment, you may not recall that I used to be on LinkedIn, used to be on social media and deleted those profiles in early 2021. This was coming off of fall of 2020. I was seeing a lot of people being censored, a lot of people losing their accounts just shaky business going on in general, and I was pissed about it, truth be told. So in a self-righteous rage, I deleted all of my social media profiles, personal, business, ads accounts, all of it, and i was like i'm absolutely done with this i'm not putting my time and attention on these platforms anymore i'm going to build my business without it i'm not i'm not really active on any of them anyway i already did not like social media personally for a place to put my time and attention i was not loving creating content i wasn't consistent at it it wasn't something that was a huge focus of my business but it was this buzzing uh, thing in the background of my brain all of the time on, I should be doing this. I should be doing this. Oh, it's been so long since you've done a story. You should be doing this. You should be doing this. So it was this constant, just whine of inadequacy that I, <laughs> that I was subjecting myself to, but I wasn't really using it. And I was kind of, not kind of, I was quite resentful of it. Anyway, So I deleted all those profiles, which included my LinkedIn profile. So since early 2021, and I'm recording this in August of 2023, it's been years now, that I've had no social media, have not grown my business on any third party platforms like LinkedIn or anything like that since then, and have made well over a million dollars going into this year being our first million dollar year without any of that. So is that possible? Yes. Is it a business model that I love? Yes. Are there reasons, however, to get back onto LinkedIn strategically right now? Yes. And that is what I'm going to tell you about on this episode. So why? First of all, here are the three reasons I'm going to go into detail on this, but the three reasons, just to give you an overview here of what we're going to talk about, is to increase organic traffic to our website what does that mean? How does LinkedIn do that? Well, I shall tell you in just one moment. (laughs) Also, because we want to run ads eventually on LinkedIn to get more exposure for the podcast, for a webinar that I do, and for a free course that I offer on my website. So three freebies that generate a lot of interest and a lot of good quality clients for my business and running ads to get more eyeballs on those is going to be very important as we head into a growth year next year in my business. I'm going to tell you all about that. And thirdly, to establish a good professional presence there on LinkedIn for me personally, which is going to help with the book launch. I don't know if you know this, but I am writing a book. It is coming your way in 2024, and it is just kind of wild. (laughs) that we plan projects this far in advance at this stage of the game but I'm looking towards this time next year and working backwards on what we're going to need to have in place for a really successful book launch and booking speaking engagements from that book which is going to be part of what will kind of organically happen with launching the book etc so having a good professional like a uh, just a third-party page, which is what the LinkedIn page is going to be, is going to be important for me getting on some stages with the book. So that is my thought process on LinkedIn, why we're back on now and what that is going to look like. So in this episode, I want to be totally transparent with you. It's going to be kind of the strategic overview, but also I'm going to get really tactical with you because I want to give you the big picture strategy and the best practices that we've found over the last six weeks as, as we've gotten a brand new LinkedIn profile and a business page off the ground because we've learned a lot. A lot of things have changed and I'm here to tell you all of this stuff because it's been news to me in a lot of ways and I think it'll be really useful for you. If you have any plans to grow a LinkedIn presence, and if you don't, I would say that even just having a LinkedIn profile that is optimized to send good quality traffic to your website, even if this is not something that you are going to leverage the way I'm going to, which I'm going to share in this episode, still would be a really useful asset in your business. And I'm going to tell you why in a second. So listen up. I have a lot to share, both the big picture strategy and the nitty gritty tactical stuff. And I'm going to give a lot of information so as I was creating this episode I thought you know what if I was listening to <laughs> to something like this in my in my earphones I would, be taking furious notes, or I would be wanting a place with all of these steps and all of this information collated into one place. And I figured you would want the same thing. So we created a PDF guide to go along with this episode that is going to give you the details on all of this tactical stuff that I'm going to tell you on how we optimize the pages and how we set them up and why we set them up the way that we did. So don't feel like you have to pause and take furious notes on that. You can get this PDF guide from us. How do you get the PDF guide, you ask? Well, I am so excited to tell you that all you need to do is come and connect on LinkedIn and then send a message either to me. So search Andrea Nordling, connect with me directly and send a message or follow the Profitable Nutritionist page and send a message there. Either one is going to get to my team and we'll be able to send you the PDF guide. Just send a message, say, hey, I heard about This PDF guide on the podcast, we'd love to have it, and we will send it to you. So easy peasy, don't feel like you have to take a ton of notes here. We have it all put together for you. Super easy and are happy to send that your way. All right, so back to the big picture strategy here, and then I'm going to start digging into the specifics on LinkedIn. So fun. Like I said, one of the primary reasons that we are back on LinkedIn right now, and I love saying we, by the way, I don't know if you've noticed this in recent episodes. I am talking we making decisions instead of just I, because I have made a substantial amount of hires onto Team Profitable Nutritionist, which is wonderful because we have so many more people to serve you and to serve our clients and to just increase the quality of what we are creating in terms of free resources and paid resources. So this is a we at this stage of the game. When I say we are back on LinkedIn, I mean, truly, it is not me. It is not me setting up profiles or pages or figuring all of this out. I have people helping me, and that means that things get done a lot faster and just better. (laughs) So it's fun for me to be able to say we and not say I, I, I all the time. But that has been a change that has been in the last six months or so. So I'm sure more episodes coming your way where I will be talking about that as well. But for now, let's stick to the topic at hand. Why are we back on here? Well, first of all, to increase organic traffic to the website, like I told you. So this was actually really surprising to me. I did not know. But two things. I mean, one kind of obvious. People clicking through from your LinkedIn profile, from my LinkedIn profile, are going to, if they're interested, come to my website, your website that makes sense. I had heard from many other people in various industries that the leads coming from LinkedIn seem to be much higher quality and very engaged, motivated, I guess for lack of better way to explain it, professional leads that were coming. So I was interested in that. And I must say, it seems to be true so far. People that are just finding our profile or we're connecting with people on LinkedIn, and then they're following the train of breadcrumbs <laughs> like what what is up with this profitable nutritionist thing? And they're coming back to the website and then opting in for some of the free resources that they're finding there seem to be very high quality leads. So thus far, that seems to be true. LinkedIn is a professional networking site. So if you aren't familiar with what LinkedIn is, that's what it is. Also interesting, and this was the part I didn't know until recently, was that LinkedIn shares algorithm data with Google. All that to say that it's going to increase your search engine optimization and organic, um, like you coming up organically in search results that people are searching for in search engines. If you have good synergy, maybe synergy, yeah, I think synergy is the word that I wanna say. If you have good juju coming from LinkedIn to your website, it's going to share that data with the search engines like Google. So for example, if you have a LinkedIn profile and you Google yourself, like Google your own name, your LinkedIn profile probably is going to rank pretty high in the search results for this reason. So it's a great thing to have. Now, (laughs) as I say that, I have to go back to the fact that I have not had a LinkedIn profile for two and a half years, and my business has grown massively. It's very successful. A lot of people find me. It is not a must do. However, we are entering into a growth season in build a profitable practice and what is now the profitable nutritionist. So this is important, actually, as I'm projecting into next year and forecasting what we're going to be doing next year. I'm working backwards and saying, nope, it is time to get more eyeballs and to prioritize this. It hasn't been until this point that has been a choice, a strategy that we have intentionally been working on things internally, systems and processes internally, and setting up for big growth. So that has been really important in the last year, but now we're ready to bring on that growth. And so that's why we are now on LinkedIn, just giving you a transparent kind of look behind the curtain there. There's no right or wrong, but I think it is important to know what your long-term strategy is so that you can reverse engineer what to be working on now and what to be working on six months from now and a year from now and all of that. Also, I have so much written content in the form of emails. I send two, if not more emails every single week To in the form of email broadcasts to my email list, where I am teaching things, I am coaching things, I am sharing insights, and I am sharing wins and case studies from students in my programs. I have a lot of written content. So... All of those assets that I've already created can get repurposed on LinkedIn, which then get indexed in the LinkedIn algorithm. Now, this is stuff I've already created. I'm not making new content for LinkedIn. This is stuff that I already am doing and have been doing for years that someone on my team now can be repurposing and putting on LinkedIn, which is going to increase the SEO and increase the site authority of our main website because LinkedIn shares that algorithm data. Is that making sense? It's like a, it's kind of a, A double win (laughs) there, I guess. I'm looking at it as a big bonus. So that was the first reason, to increase the organic traffic to the website just from people clicking through because they're curious and because of behind the scenes, the increased SEO value because LinkedIn sharing that data with search engines. Also, like I said, we want to be running ads eventually to the podcast, to the webinar, to the free course, and we haven't started those LinkedIn ads yet. So I can't report back on that directly. (laughs) This is conjecture at this point, but I am told that LinkedIn ads are more expensive and they're harder to dial in than other platforms. So I will, like I said, I'm happy to share and report back on if that is true and how that goes. But we also, and I'm going to talk about this in a second, have been advised to not be running ads yet since this is a brand new profile to warm it up organically, to get connections with people that would be good future clients of ours and to just work it organically for a while before we add ads to the mix or they're going to be even more expensive. So I'm here for it. <laughs> We're experimenting. We're going to figure it out. But definitely implementing the ads is going to be part of our strategy on LinkedIn. And for you, I would I would say just be curious about if that could be something that's on your radar if you haven't thought about it before should you be thinking about running ads are you at that point where that would make sense and how do you know how do you know if you're at that point where that makes sense well are you willing to invest some money and have it not turn into anything for a while <laughs> are you comfortable with making some investments and dialing it in and figuring it out before they start converting to paying clients for you because i mean honestly with running ads and with a lot of marketing in your business that's what it's going to mean it's going to mean spending time or spending money in the beginning maybe not seeing a return for it, so that you're setting yourself up for success in the future. When it comes to ads, I'm willing to do that, and I think it's a really good idea. So thirdly, like I said, we are looking to establish a good professional presence for me personally on LinkedIn, which is gonna help with the book launch and booking speaking engagements and all of that jazz that's gonna be coming in the next year. So I have my personal profile. For this, which then links to the professional, the profitable nutritionist business page. And they are two different things. We're going to talk more about this when we get into the tactical side of how we actually set this up. But I just want that to be clear. There's two different pages. There's me, which is my personal profile, Andrea Nordling, that has my professional experience on it, has my face on it. Then we have the profitable nutritionist business page, which is an asset for the actual business. Two different things, although they are linked together. LinkedIn linked together, everything linked. (laughs) So going back to the question of why now, I've kind of danced around this a little bit, but I want to be specific. I feel like in business in general, we think that it's going to be like a flat line of growth. Think of a chart that is charting up and it's just like a a smooth flat line that's just going up, 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 up. That's what we think our business growth is going to look like. That's what our expectation. It's always going to go up. It's going to be linear. (laughs) Guess what? It isn't, it's totally, totally not. I think it's much more reasonable to think about growth in your business like a staircase. And actually I think that this is true for your clients as well. So I don't, without even having to know what sort of modality you work with or what kind of clients you work with, I just know how the human body works and how people work and I think that this is true for their goals as well. So think about this. Instead of it being linear, always growing, think of a staircase instead. So you grow, you get to the new level and then you stabilize before you're climbing to the next level. So it's like a staircase. You grow up and then you plateau, you're stabilizing. You're getting comfortable and acclimating at that level. You're building the systems and processes in the background to support the next level of growth, and then you're going to go to the next level. Then you're going to acclimate there. You're going to stabilize. You're going to make that the new normal before you go up and up. I feel like when I think of my business that way, it is so much more calming to me than feeling like this is a never-ending growth trajectory that I can't get ahead of or like it's going to I don't know if I necessarily think this but I know I've definitely coached clients on it on this that feel like it's out of their control like this is growing so fast it's out of my control and I'm going to get I'm, I'm going to drown in these clients coming in I'm going to drown in these responsibilities I think it's so much more useful to think of no no no. I'm totally in control here I'm going to grow to this next level. And then I'm going to stabilize. And this is all within my control to figure out what do I need to support myself with and my business with to make this the new normal and totally sustainable and then grow to the next level. We have been obsessing, like I said, internally with over-delivering to our clients in our programs, that's the Profitable Nutritionist Program and the Mastermind, and setting up the systems and processes internally to prepare to grow a lot in the near future. So as a result of people getting really good results in our programs, the referrals keep coming in. People are talking about it. They're sharing it. This podcast keeps getting shared. The business has continually grown and grown and grown just from consistently doing those same things, which is what's been working all along, but it just keeps getting better and better because people are sharing it. I advertise to other organizations' email lists. That is one way that new people find us. And truly, word of mouth. And that's pretty much it. And a a million-dollar-a-year business came from that. And doing that and obsessing about how do we make this program better? How do we get people results better? Instead of the constant focus of I need to grow my audience, I need more leads, I need to do more marketing, not to say that that isn't a thought (laughs) and something that is considered, but it's not the primary thought. It's the, okay, how are we making this so amazing that people go share it for us? And I truly think that that is the reason that we have grown really comfortably and predictably for years now without being on social media, without spending a ton of time and bandwidth and attention and money and people on advertising, 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 because we really do have those systems in place now to support people and get them great results, because that has been intentional. So. I do now want to further grow that word of mouth <laughs> from my network and my network's network being people that listen to this podcast, students in the programs that already have gotten results from using our paid products. I want it on an easy-to-share platform, and because of all of the benefits I already detailed for you with LinkedIn really playing into search engine optimization and organic search engine results in general, which is great. I know that LinkedIn is the place that we wanted to be. So this has been something that we were getting ready for for a while, even though it was on the back burner. It is now on the front burner, which is exciting. And I don't really consider LinkedIn social media because the primary goal for LinkedIn is professional networking. There is some social sharing components to it. But I want to be totally clear. I'm not personally doing those things <laughs> because I am not interested on spending time like a single minute on social media for myself. So I have somebody that is taking content I've already created, like I said, in emails and these podcast episodes, and it is sharing those on LinkedIn. So that is an entire content strategy that I'm I'm aware of what we're doing and I'm like proofing it. But it's not something that I am personally spending my time doing. If you were nothing wrong with that. Just make the choice and understand that obviously that's going to take some of your bandwidth and have a process for it for repurposing things you're already doing. I am just not a fan. If you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you would know this. I am not a fan for creating content in the beginning of your business as a way to grow your business. I feel like so much time is spent on the content itself. It's like, getting lost in the forest, can't see the forest for the trees because you're spending time on the content, 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 content. And really the goal is to get clients. And we forget that because there's so much focus on content, content, content. So is there a time and place for that? Yes. Can it be useful? Yes. Do I think that you could create one or two pieces of amazing content and repurpose those every week or every two weeks? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that should go to your email list that you own and on your website where you own the traffic there. And those are assets that can't be taken away from you and then be repurposed on social media, either by you or someone else. And there should be a system for that rant over (laughs) on social media traps of time wasting. I'm going to get off my soapbox there. Just know that um, now that we have the systems in place to support some big growth that we're anticipating in the future, we are looking to expand our reach and actively grow the audience for the first time, really. We have not been prioritizing marketing and growing the audience at all for years now. But The time is here, and I'm excited to tell you that that is the focus as we're moving forward in the next six to 12 months. So those systems that I speak of mean hires. We are not using AI or bots. That is a personal choice for me and for our business. We are hiring people to do the things. So someone else is managing LinkedIn, And her full-time job on our team is to share useful, helpful resources to people on LinkedIn that connect with us and would benefit from something that we've created. So she's sending podcast episodes to people that have never heard of the podcast before. She's sending invitations to our free course, to recorded trainings, et cetera, things like that. And she is regularly repurposing and sharing the content that I've already made. But there's an actual human behind the scenes, whose sole job is just to help support people with content that I've already created and with resources that we already had. Now, I will be very honest with you that this has not been easy for me to delegate. (laughs) Full transparency, I struggle in this department. It takes a lot of time and a lot of attention to train someone to think the way that you think and that I think. So I'll say this in the first person. For me, it takes a lot of It just, it really is something that doesn't come naturally to me to train someone to respond the way I would respond and to understand the things that I understand and to say things the way that I would say them and to know where to find the resources the way that I know how to find the resources. So I am the first to admit that I am not great at this part, but it is a very necessary part of growing the kind of business that I now have and that I want to have more of in the future, which is leveraging other people and having a great team. So if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. We've heard this a million times. It is so true. So my growth and my work is in delegating right now. It's in figuring out how to articulate my thought processes so that I can teach other people to do the things that up until now I have done. It's not that big of a deal. It's just something I haven't done before. And if you think similarly to me that it is just easier to do it myself, it's just easier to do it yourself, then you're not alone. But guess what? It isn't easier long term to do it ourselves and we have to get over that. We have to empower people to screw up and to own their own processes and to take responsibility and to learn and get better at it. So this is going to get better and better the more I let go and let her own this process and figure out. How this works long term, but it is something that has been stretching me. I'm just gonna be totally honest. It has really been stretching me, not because anything is going wrong, but just because I am finding that it is the boring, tedious work for me to, for example, record loom videos explaining, like talking through a process. So I may go on to LinkedIn. And I see messages there (laughs) and I will click on the messages and I'm on a Loom video and I am recording this for this person on our team. Her name is Carla, who is in charge of supporting everyone in LinkedIn and explaining to her what I would send and why and how I would answer this question and why. (laughs) And it is just tedious and it is it's not a big deal. And as I'm even explaining this to you right now, I realize how ridiculous it sounds that this is so monumental in my mind because I really have to work myself up for it. And it just is a matter of delegating and having to articulate my thought processes because I do have a thought process. There's a process for how I do the things that I do. And I just need to be able to document that and sleuth out what the process actually is and explain it to someone else so that then they can take it over. This is in a lot of areas of my business right now. I'm finding I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but I'll just be totally honest that this is something that does stretch me, but it is so rewarding to teach someone how to do things the way that you want them to be done. And a lot of times someone will come in already with the expertise and they'll teach you. And that's kind of the situation here. We're just kind of doing the fine points of, well, this is how I like, this is my messaging. This is how I would say it. This is... Like maybe I wouldn't go that aggressive. I would go this direction. So we're just having some of those, I don't know, just the finesse, like the little, the finessing of all of that. And um, yeah, sometimes that person comes in already having the expertise and can just take it off your plate and they can teach you how to do it better. Other times you're going to be training someone to do something you've done before the way you've done it before and might stretch you a little bit like a stretching me, but in a beautiful way. Okay, so sidebar over. Let's get back. I want to get into the tactical side of the details of what this looks like with two different brand new profiles. And coming, f- and I, you know, honestly, I don't know how much different this would be if you already have an established LinkedIn profile. I'm going to tell you just from starting from scratch what our experience has been. And candidly, we have hired experts to help us with this. So we actually hired a group that specializes in LinkedIn optimization of profiles, and they did most of this. So this is what we have learned from them. I think that everything I'm going to teach you, you could apply to an existing profile as well. And remember, if you want this all in PDF form, everything I'm about to tell you, just go connect with us on LinkedIn, either with Andrea Nordling, with me personally, or the Profitable Nutritionist page, and then send a message saying that you want the PDF guide where we'll send it to you where all of this is spelled out in detail. Okay. So like I said... We didn't know what to do. You might be wondering, how did you know? How did you know this stuff? Well, we did it. We hired a group of freelancers that specialized in LinkedIn. We hired them off of Upwork and paid them to consult on this profile and page creation and then to optimize it. So if you get that PDF, their information will be in there as well. I'm happy to share that. But little plug here, if you're in the Profitable Nutritionist program or in the Mastermind, you have the bonus course called Easy Outsourcing, which is where I show you exactly how to hire freelancers off of Upwork. I show you the script for how to hire them, all of that. So just a little shout out there. If you're an existing student, that is already available for you. So you can find freelancers yourself to do some of this stuff, which is amazingly inexpensive, especially if you're hiring overseas, on one-off projects where someone else can just be the expert and just do it for you. It's just a beautiful thing. This is a great world that we live in, I have to say. So first thing that we learned was that we needed to have a personal profile for me and a dedicated business page. They're linked together, but they're different. And another thing that was presented to us on how we were going to do this was to focus on growing my personal profile for now and sharing content there, and then resharing it into the Profitable Nutritionist page because that will grow the page over time to get more brand recognition between the two. But actually we start with my personal profile. Left to my own devices, I will tell you, I would have thought it was the opposite way. And I would have been flailing around trying to grow exposure to the Profitable Nutritionist page and not to Andrea Nordling, my personal profile. But there is a method to the madness that your personal profile will grow much faster because you can connect with people there and then you can invite them to follow your business page later. And there will be, especially if you set up the two correctly, there will be brand recognition between the two because they're linked together. So your brand name, if you have a business page and you certainly do not have to, by the way, I'm just letting you know you don't have to, but if you do have a dedicated brand and a business page that you want to link together, that will be shared prominently in your personal profile as well. So people will start to sync up the two together. They'll recognize that that brand is you. So the second thing is to get your profile strategically put together and then start connecting with the people that, you know, so I'm going to bring you through what does strategically put together mean, (laughs) but just going to say you do want to connect with the people that, you know, they are going to be so curious about what you do and who to refer to you and what does, I'm going to use holistic nutritionist for a good example. I know a lot of people listening to this podcast do that. That's your title and I mean, I think that this really would apply to any alternative health modality, but people don't know what you do in holistic nutrition. People don't know what we do. They think you just eat tofu and that's it. And I can never eat Doritos around you ever again. And I need to be embarrassed that sometimes my family orders Domino's pizza and that's what your people are thinking. When in reality, they have no idea what you actually can help with. What a day in your life (laughs) looks like. What do you actually eat? What does this really look like? How can nutritional therapy help? Or insert whatever it is that you do. People don't know what that actually is. So that is the focus of a lot of episodes here on the podcast. (laughs) As you know, we need to make it easy for people in your life to refer people to you and to connect you with the kind of person that would be your ideal client and to always have you at top of mind to think, oh my gosh, when I hear someone talk about acid reflux, her name comes to mind and I have to send people to her or whatever, insert whatever that is for you. So make it easy for them and make sure you're checking your LinkedIn messages regularly. You should have the ability to set up to be able to be emailed when you have a new message in LinkedIn. So you won't miss that. But just make sure you're checking regularly because people will be interested in what you're doing. And if you have your profile set up, well, they're going to find you and they're going to be clicking through and curious and wondering, hmm, what is this all about? So make it easy for them to do that and to figure out what that all means. (laughs) You want the network of your network. So your personal Connections may not be ideal clients for you. They certainly could be, let's not discount that. But really what you are thinking is who do they know that I don't already know that they can refer to me or that needs to know what I do. So you are thinking in terms of the network of your network, but don't discount the people that do know you. (laughs) Just be focusing and thinking about the people that they know, okay? Stop thinking that you shouldn't talk to people in your network, I guess is what I'm really trying to say because you think, well, they're not my ideal clients. No, no, no. You need to talk to them about what you do because they know your ideal clients. They know people that you are never going to be introduced to otherwise. So make sure that you are talking a lot about what you do, who you help, why it's important, why it's different. Connecting the dots for people, again, who have no idea why nutritional therapy or whatever it is that you do is important. Okay? don't assume that they know. They most certainly do not. And then you wanna connect with your past and your current clients on LinkedIn for sure because it will be great for them to be able to connect you with their network, wonderful. And also because they can give you a recommendation on LinkedIn, okay? And recommendations in a LinkedIn profile show up prominently on your personal profile. And I don't know this for sure, but I'm just thinking, if LinkedIn shares data with Google, my hypothesis is that those recommendations are good for SEO value as well, to show you as a good authority in your niche, and to probably get more organic search results sent to your website. I don't know that to be true. I'm just assuming. So those are some ways to leverage LinkedIn just to get more buzz around you and about what you do and get people to your website, get people reaching out to you and sharing you with their network. Next week on part two of this LinkedIn series, we are going to go way deep on ninja strategies to create more clients from LinkedIn. So make sure that you listen to that one as well. It's gonna blow your mind. But for today, we're kind of big picture talking about your LinkedIn presence and just setting that up so that it does convert. Now you also, we found, I didn't know this, but we found this. You also want to have a creator profile, not a regular LinkedIn profile. So there's the option to turn on creator mode in the future, who knows, maybe this will be called something different. But right now when I'm recording this, it's called creator mode, you have to toggle that on. And what it does is it allows you to have a few other options in your profile that you wouldn't have in a regular LinkedIn profile. Now, I don't know this for sure, but my thought is that LinkedIn was created and kind of tailored towards corporate like people connecting on a corporate level, at least in the beginning. So people at different companies searching for jobs, searching for new positions, connecting with each other, maybe recruiters using LinkedIn a lot. That's my assumption. I don't even know if that's true, but that's <laughs> that's, that's what I assume. And now there are so many people like us that have their own content and that have their own own stuff to share. So this creator mode I think is relatively new, but it allows for some different functionality within your profile that is really cool and very important for somebody that has their own website and that does have their own content. So with the creator mode, you are able to have featured links and featured actions, which is where you can feature some call to action. So we have on our page, and you'll see this if you go search Andrea Nordling, we have our three best free resources, which is a link to this podcast, a link to the free course on the Profitable Nutritionist website, and a link to the three secrets to making 100K in your practice without social media webinar that we do. So those are three free things. Those are the only free things I ever talk about and links to all of them on the Profitable Nutritionist website are featured in the, it's called featured links. On the profile. So there's a little graphic there and then there's a link, just like a button that goes directly to it. So you could have a link to any of your best free resources that you have, your blog posts, your work with me page on your website, whatever it is that's going to get people to take action on your website and join your email list would be my suggestion or find out more about what you do and then hopefully book a call with you or whatever that is. That would be my suggestion for how to leverage the featured links and featured actions section in the creator mode, which is super cool. Also your banner image is really important. So your banner image is going to be just generic. If LinkedIn just gives you, it like has like little designs on it. It's very, it's very generic unless you customize it. But if you do customize your banner image, you want it to speak to your ideal client and look professional. So you don't want it to be too busy. You don't want it to be hard to read. You don't want to have a lot going on there. Um, Right now on ours, we have a sassy image along with the Profitable Nutritionist logo. We're going to test out a few different options. Don't make it too busy. Don't make it too hard to read. Don't, you know, don't do anything too fancy here, but make it look professional. You can do that on Canva. Less is more, in my opinion. If it's just your logo even, that's better than having the generic LinkedIn, I didn't even try (laughs) banner. You'll see what I mean. If you're new to LinkedIn, you'll get there, and then you'll see exactly what I mean. If you're already there, you already know. If you know, you know already. Okay, another thing that we have enabled on the profile, and this is all within my Andrea Nordling profile, by the way is hashtags so you can choose up to five hashtags and basically this is just you saying these are things that my people that i want my profile shown to might be interested in we were told to go pretty generic with these five hashtags rather than super niche which surprised me so on mine i can't remember what they are exactly but i think business coaching is one i think maybe holistic business is another one but it's pretty generic pretty broad not super dialed. I can't remember the reason for that, (laughs) but I'm just passing on the information. Okay. So up to five hashtags that you can choose there and then sprinkled throughout. So those hashtags you actually choose and they're recorded somewhere in your profile, but keywords, which is what I'm going to talk about next are just going to be organically put into the copy that you have all throughout your profile. So keywords are going to be both good for your website, but also separate keywords that work well for LinkedIn. So I want you to think when you're like, well, what brainstorming, what keywords should I be using here? What are the things that you would want to rank for on your website? What does your ideal client searching for? What are those specific keywords, short and long form? That are going to work well on your website. Those are the same things that you want to have sprinkled through your profile on LinkedIn. So you're going to use these in your tagline, which we'll talk about in a second, if possible. You're also going to liberally use those keywords in your about section and any of your featured actions, your links, all of the places where you can update the copy to be specific to what you do and who you help. You want to, like I said, liberally sprinkle in those keywords. Don't do what's called keyword stuffing, which is where you may, you really obviously just put a bunch of keywords in that don't make sense in a sentence. Don't do that. Don't make it weird. Um, I think that most algorithms are kind of onto that at this point. It's actually going to hurt you more than help you. But just in normal human speak, put those words that people would be searching for. Like we said, that is going to help not only your LinkedIn profile be found by people that might be searching for it, but also is going to then have that data kind of pushed to your website through the search engines that are getting the data. So it's gonna be good for organic search on your website as well, which is my understanding. Okay, last but not least, your tagline is going to be a big focus for, for how you are going to personalize this page and really optimize it to speak to your ideal client in the feed. And this was something that I did not realize either, so we had to be educated on this. But if you create your LinkedIn profile on your desktop or on your laptop or whatever, you are going to have a bigger page. And that's probably where you're going to be setting this up. So you may not realize that when you do this on your desktop, it looks like you have a bunch of room with your tagline, but really you don't when it's condensed into the feed. And a lot of people will be looking at your profile on their phone in mobile view. And which really condenses the tagline. So you have to make your tagline, at least the first part of your tagline, really condensed to less than 120 characters that speaks directly to your ideal client so that they see that in the feed. And then there is more space for you to have a longer tagline where you can embellish and put more specialties and you can put more keywords in there as well. But you for sure want that first portion to speak directly to your ideal client, less than 120 characters so that it is... Um, readable in the feed and doesn't get cut off who knew, right? (laughs) The more you know. So like I said, we have this all in a PDF for you along with the information on who we hired to help us with this. If you'd like to contact them as well, happy to share that information. Just connect on LinkedIn with either Andrea Nordling or the Profitable Nutritionist page and send us a message that says that you want that PDF and we're happy to send it your way. This is kind of a work in progress. We plan to reevaluate the strategy for the pages, both my personal profile now and the business page and the content strategy of we're just starting at this point to get some emails and podcasts posted on there and figure out what the cadence is going to be for that and how it gets shared and best practices. All of that is an experimentation page right now. So I am happy to report back on what we find in the future, but right now we're just kind of in the middle getting started, but I thought it would be a great time to explain why. Why are we doing this? Why am I talking about LinkedIn now? (laughs) What What is happening? And then how can you use it to further the mission of your business and also to connect with people that are going to send clients your way, which is exactly what we are going to be talking about in part two. We also are going to be running ads on LinkedIn. I'm happy, like I said, to report back on that, but we haven't done that yet. So it's all a work in progress. We just are working on making connections with people that would be good potential clients for us, starting conversations there and kind of figuring out our systems and processes for repurposing content and all of that. Very much experimentation at this point, but I'll keep you posted as we keep going. And I would just love to connect with you on LinkedIn. So like I said, search Andrea Nordling connect with me there. Someone will actually talk to you. (laughs) And if you really need to talk to me, it will get forwarded to me. And that person will be me. But probably you'll be talking with Carla, who has a whole list of free resources to send to people when they need them. So she's probably going to ask you, what are you struggling with in your business? How can we help you? And send you some goodies. So always a good idea to go connect on LinkedIn. We would love to see you there. Stay tuned for next week's episode, like I said, which is the part two version of this to this whole LinkedIn conversation where you are going to learn the very, very ninja strategy for using LinkedIn to connect with referral partners to send you clients so that once you have this beautiful profile of yours all set up, and your tagline is perfectly visible in the feed and you have the right words in it and you have your creator mode on. So you have your calls to action are prominent and people are clicking through and it's working for you 24 seven, 365. You will get even more eyeballs on it, which I cannot wait to share. So have a wonderful week, my friend, and I will see you over on LinkedIn. My friend, does growing your business over the summertime, the busiest three months of the year, seem possible to you? how about if I tell you, you can do it in five to 10 hours each week? Uh, Yeah, I thought that would get your attention. Great. Behind the scenes here at the Profitable Nutritionist headquarters, we have been planning something really big for you. In fact, this is something we've never done before. A live challenge all about efficiency, time management, and delegating. The challenge officially starts on Monday, May 13th, and my friend, you are invited. During our five days together, plus some extras that I'm keeping as a surprise for now, you are actually going to be getting access to completely updated, brand new paid content from inside the Profitable Nutritionist program. And in this content, I teach you exactly how to structure your work for the next 90 days, including exactly what to focus on and how to lay out your calendar and your to-do list so it all gets done. We actually do an entire day's training on how to retrain your brain to procrastination proof your top priority tasks. Those are the ones that make you the most money in the shortest amount of time, by the way. (laughs) Yes, you will walk away from this totally free challenge with a rock solid plan for June, July and August, all plugged in to a color coded calendar system that is the stuff dreams are made of. The challenge is called Summertime 2.0. Again, it's brand new material to get you out of overwhelm so you can cruise into the busiest time of year feeling organized and focused while your business bank account balance just climbs up and up and up, hopefully while you are poolside or beachside. (laughs) <laughs> I've taught free trainings before, but what I've never done is combine it with live Q&A, implementation sessions, coaching calls, and done-for-you resources. My friend, this is a totally different experience than anything we've ever done before. That is what you are getting in Summertime 2.0. I'm holding nothing back. Remember, this is actual paid content from inside my program, which you get a sneak peek into for five days straight. The dates are May 13th to the 19th. You are going to learn everything you need to know about time management, prioritizing, creating time boundaries, how to say no to people and opportunities that are costing you money in your business, and how to actually stick to your calendar and finish your to-do list each week, including live Q&A with me where you can ask all of your questions. So do I have you sold? I sure hope so. <laughs> to register for the challenge, go to theprofitablenutritionist.com slash time, T-I-M-E. Remember, we officially start on May 13th. It goes through May 17th, but there are a few pre-party happenings going on. So make sure you register right now and don't miss out. The challenge is brand new material delivered in a completely new way that is going to have you loving the boring topic of time management, I promise. <laughs> and the best part is it's totally free. Register right now at theprofitablenutritionist.com time.